Hello, everyone. Welcome to the voice of Dr. Yan, and I am your host, Dr. Li Meng Yan. Today, I invite one special guest, Charles Rixi. And Charles is a member of Drastic, a group of international scientists and researchers investigating the origin of SARS-CoV-2 and the COVID-19 pandemic. He previously served as a career CBR and WMD professional in the United States Marine Corps. CBRN means uh, chemical, biological, uh, radio, radio, uh, radiological, and also nuclear. And WMD means uh, weapon of massive damage. And so he also... Uh, his work, including the positions as an officer uh, in instructor and eight years as the CBRN chief of Marine Corps Embassy Security Group, training the 2,000 Marines that guide, uh, guard American embassies and consulates under the Department of State. During the pandemic, Charles investigated the scientific censorship uh, obscuring the origins of SARS-CoV-2 virus. He was the first to prove that Dr. Anthony Fauci was directly involved in those efforts. I mean, of course, Dr. Anthony Fauci is guilty. I mean, we both know that. So uh, today I'm so happy that he can join me and he can share his study and his understanding of the origin of SARS-CoV-2 with us. And also we will discuss a lot of topics we both have interest in. Hi, Charles. Thank you for coming. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, I've, I've been watching ever since you first... Uh, came on the news in the summer of 2020 um, and, and I've now obviously now I've read all your papers and stuff you've done and and I've, I've never actually like informally introduced you or anything but I've, I I I just have absolute respect for the for the work that you've done and and the sacrifices that I know that you've made and so I, I'm excited because I don't I've, you're one of the few people that, I, that I've just never met at all that, that really has um, been involved in this from the beginning. And because I, I worked with several whistleblowers, um, I, I understand the risk and the sacrifices that you, ha that, that you have to make, especially coming from China. And so, um, no, I'm, I'm just... I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you. And I think that um, I, I've, been, I've been wanting to talk to you because I look up to you. You're, you have risked so much to, to do basically what we're doing, but you've had to do it um, coming out of China. So I, I, I just wanted to say thank you for that. And I, I'm, I'm glad that... Um, I mean, I know that there's a lot of politics and people like will, will try to say that you are, you know, working for some narrative or something, but, but I don't think so. I think that you are a hero who is trying to get the truth out. And so I appreciate that. 
Thank so. you so much. Thank you, Charles. I so appreciate. And for me, I I think we have been following each other on the uh, Twitter for quite a while. And we also had a short conversation before. And I really also have interest into what you studied in the origin of SARS-CoV-2. And I also believe that uh, for this kind of truth, a it depends. Many scientists work together, even they are not a virologist, uh, or even they are not a medical doctor. We need people to all work together because this will, uh, this is a kind of historic uh, pandemic and disaster in human history. And also in the past three years, we all suffer from this pandemic, but we are not allowed to touch the bottom of this origin of SARS-CoV-2. As yes. I saw from your website that your introduction, your current mission is to expose the evidence that proves Dr. Fauci and other officials censored Spe uh, specific elements of the SARS-CoV-2 virus to cover their tracks. And your priority is obtaining justice for the millions of victims of COVID-19 and holding those responsible accountable for the criminals against humanity. I have to say, I share the same goal with you <laughs> and we are fighting together. And may I know that you have these priorities because of your career in the Marine on the CBRN, WMD department, or it also uh, because of other very important uh, reasons that you want to share with us. Can, can you briefly let people know your uh, your motives into this uh, study? Because it also took a lot of efforts for you to work on this. Um. Well, yes, I, so I, the, the, as a non-scientist, um, I, and I'm sure that's very similar for the Chinese military, that, that even if you're dealing with what, you know, biological weapons stuff, you don't understand the science behind it. And so, like, I... My career was spent um, basically in two ways. One, our, our job was to um, analyze a situation if something happened, look at the evidence, and then uh, provide advice to the commander of military units that we were with on how to um, mitigate or how to work around you know, if there's contamination or if there's a potential biological weapon or, or some event or even the threat of if we're in a country where they might have known capabilities. And so I spent my career um, basically being trained and then training others and doing anytime something would happen. It, it would be my job to look at the evidence, uh, draw conclusions, and try to provide um, a quick, accurate advice um, to some to a military commander. And in for me, I I, I was actually I, I left the Marine Corps after 
my career. And I was actually in school again, in business school, when the pandemic broke out, I was almost done. And, but when it broke out, I immediately, it was obvious to me that there were things that didn't make sense sure. um, about the origin. And when I talked to friends who were still in the military, they were all by very early, like probably by February of 2020, the militaries were, were aware that there was this open question because there was a, a lab in Wuhan and it, it had different labs and they were working on coronaviruses. And so from my perspective, it's obvious that a main theory would be that it was a bioweapon until there was evidence against that. Oh, and, good. So can you, can, and what we've can seen, I, and what we've seen is that there, there's never been evidence really against it. So. Can I interrupt you a little bit? Because sure. what you say, based on your experience, first you will realize it's a bioweapon. So could you explain a little bit to our audience? Because you know, when I told people that this is a novel bioweapon, um, it could doesn't maybe it doesn't face the traditional bioweapon concept. People. Uh, oh, familiar with, yeah. but this, I mean, although it didn't happen in the world time, it cannot immediately kill exactly. massive people, but it could kill people, it could destroy your society, it create chaos. So even killed more people than any bioweapon in our so, history. Then people said I'm conspiracist. Could you explain it a bit to our audience and even me? When why could you uh, based on your experience, so extensive experience in the Marine Corps on CBR and w, uh, uh, WMD, why could you quickly jump to this con conclusion or assumption at the beginning of the outbreak? Well, so a lot, a lot of civilians, uh, when they hear the word bioweapon, they think that they think of, of something that is incredibly deadly. And so if you get it, like it will instantly kill you or something. And, and the truth is, is that most bioweapons research that has been taking place in the last 50 years has been focused on what would be called incapacitating agents. So a, a weapon that would be designed to cause a lot of um, disruption in the medical, um, in the hospitals, for instance, and that's not necessarily kill. And, and that's because for the last 50 years, we've had a biological weapons convention. That, uh -huh. And so if, if anybody that, that made a, a supremely lethal bioweapon would, um, that would be, immediately obvious that that's what it was and so yes most most um and that's not what you would need anyway it's far more it's far better from a strategic um, outlook to have something that can cause a massive amount of disruption or overload healthcare systems because in the long or short term which is what we see <clears throat> and that's to to me. That's like a, the ultimate bioweapon because you. It's hard to prove that where it came from, 
but it does cause massive disruption. And in fact, there was a there was a study that was done before the pandemic in 2018, where a group of experts they took all the known or potential biological weapons and ranked them. And then in 2022, they did the same thing using the same criteria, they ranked SARS-CoV-2. And what happened, it turned out that SARS-CoV-2, using those criteria that were developed prior to the pandemic, was number four on the list of like the best possible best overall biological weapons candidates because of all these specific features that you and I know very well. So even though civilians don't think of it as a bioweapon, this is exactly what militaries would want in a, in a, in a high caliber um, bioweapon. Exactly. I have saw you, uh, have seen you post that criteria on the Twitter, right? Re- recently, yes, right? Yes. Yeah, I saw that is quite astonishing. And I remember I have retweeted that. And because I want people to say this is not only assumption, this is based on even the model people who study massive destructive weapons, they can use this kind of quantitative way to exactly. uh, uh, define this uh, COVID-19 virus. And also, I also want to uh, tell our audience when we talk about the uh, massive uh, destructive uh, weapon, which can immediately kill a lot of people, it could happen on chemical, on radiological, on nuclear, sure. but bioweapon is the least one can cause immediately death. Immediate because it takes time for people to get infected. And after that, it takes time for your body to respond to this infection and also generates outcomes. So usually the bioweapon will show a comparably slow period when you finally uh, get hurt. So that's why uh, I think people have some misunderstanding in this field. However, as you said, Charles, uh, military people should be aware of this, uh, should be suspicious about that in the very beginning. But uh, when we say that, like back to, uh, for example, back to uh, 2020 February, when Peter Daschak and other 27 scientists signed the Lancet letter that said it's definitely come from nature. And anyone said it come from lab as conspiracy and we should support China for anti-COVID. What do you feel and what's your military colleagues thinking about that? Do you try to do something to uh, reject them? Or is there any actions in the military, especially like Marine uh uh, I mean, related this kind of department try to uh, collect evidence to argue with Dr. Fauci and uh, Peter Daschak, the scientist. You know, that's, that is an interesting question. And um, in the military itself, like, so all of my friends that are still on active duty, they, they, what, what, what's terrible is that even in the military, we, when it comes to the science aspects of things, we have our experts that we go to, to, to interpret and to explain to us 
um, like the details, and then we take that and and make um, appropriate responses to it. But even in the military, we rely on our scientists and our doctors to give us honest information. Sure. And that it, what happened with Fauci is that he intentionally, um, you know, lied <laughs> about <laughs> both the both the risks of the virus and and the well, he he lied about like basically all of it. <laughs> and, and because of this, it's it's taken a long time for military researchers to really question it because. If our experts are telling us something, then then we're, we're supposed to believe them. And under normal conditions, we there's no reason for us yes. not to. May May I know that when you say uh, the military scientist or military virologist, uh, those uh, the experts, the same experts that uh, under NIH all they need to receive NIH grant. Like that means Fauci can control them in this way. Can Fauci can like withdraw their medical doctor license or doing these things right. to threaten them? Or you you. You have some independent uh, scientist, virologist for military for bioweapon research, which could independently avoid or Fauci or NIH to provide user uh, this kind of opinions. <laughs> well, unfortunately, we did have <laughs> an independent uh, science uh, branch. I guess you could say, like our, our. Unfortunately, after September 11th, there there was this decision made to combine um, our public health scientists and have them be in charge of working with the military scientists on research. And, but also like most of the funding comes through, you know, Dr. Fauci, for instance. And so ah. what the, what this did was it, you know, it, if Dr. Fauci, have been a good person who told the truth, then that would have worked fine. But unfortunately, because he didn't, and he wasn't telling the truth, um, it made our military very vulnerable because he was the expert for the civilian side and the military side that we were all getting our information from. And so anybody that was any of the military scientists for instance, they they didn't have the power, they didn't have the ability to overrule Dr. Fauci. And that that's that's really really sad. It, it's it's horrific. Well, but but and, and it happened in all these different areas. It happened with the lockdowns and and not understanding aerosol transmission and yes. Um and all like all these things that were the the science because I got sick very early. I, I was actually traveling in Europe in February and March, and so I got sick in early March of 2020. And it was when I was sick. You were uh, sick at that time of COVID nineteen. Yeah. So so very early, I, I got I I got sick. I believe from when I was traveling through Spain, and when I came back, it, this was still before you know, the lockdowns in the West. And so yes. 
so w- when I got back to Dallas, there, uh, and I knew that I was sick, I, I felt terrible, and so I wanted to go get tested. But at, at that point, there was very few places that were testing. I was one of the first people in, in the city of Dallas. So Dallas is, Dallas is actually about 9 million people. Wow. And, you know, Wuhan is, is 11 million. So it's, it's similar. Similar. And yeah. Very, very similar in that they're both transportation hubs they're in the middle sure. of the country, et cetera. So, um, so, but I, I, for, I was unlucky and I was just one of the first ones. And when I went to go get tested and I saw the fear and, and the uncertainty of the doctors and nurses who were testing me, like they, like they were scared, like they were literally scared. And I, yes. And that was, that was, that's what concerned me. Um, Cause I mean, it was a virus and I didn't, I didn't want to die from it, but I, I, I understood that I was probably going to be okay. But th- when I saw the fear in the eyes of the medical personnel, that scared me because sure. it, it, it made me realize that um, it could it, be t- if this is coming and the, the fact that they are scared and they don't understand that's, that's a very bad way to start. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I, I understand because at that time, uh, you know, I got involved into the secret research uh, as a last day of 2019, right? At that time, what happened in Wuhan, it's even worse than you have seen in Dallas because at least oh, yeah. uh, when you say February, I, I remember before March, at least there was no real outbreak in America. Uh, partially, I mean, partially uh, depends. I mean, that's a very good reason, very important reason that uh, President Trump has locked down the travel ban. That's why Europe first gathered outbreaks because a lot of Chinese people or uh, like fly to the like Italy or other countries. So that area become the first place out of China uh, has such big outbreak. And also, I mean, uh, at that time, when doctors and nurses, they don't understand this virus, it's very difficult for them to handle the treatment. And also, of course, you would see this fear from their eyes. They cannot hide it. So, uh, but I didn't saw that. I didn't think that Fauci has so big power in both civil and the military side, because as I know in U.S., everything should have this kind of power of separation, separate the power, separation of power, sorry. So I thought in this public health, you also should have the different department authorities could restrict each other, but, uh, According to your description, that's very clearly Dr. Fauci is like, I mean, if he won, he can be the tyrannist in the whole public health and also biodefense uh, area, right? Yes. They, in, so it, here in the United States, there's, we know that one of the biggest problems is that after September 11th, when they, when they, when they combined basically our, our, 
they gave basically Fauci a second position where he was in charge of coordinating between the basic research, the basic scientific research, and how we would respond. Yes, and how we would respond in a pandemic. And he had a vast amount of control because it was it was it was in the early two thousands that he. Um, I don't know why, because we had always kept it separate. You're right. Mm-hmm. And then, and for some reason, when they combined it, he he, he was able to to coordinate everything. And and so, when he took when he like was chosen to be in char- officially in charge of the response there and especially because president trump was was seen as a you know an anti-science person or, or something <laughs> yes because of science which is ridiculous because part of the problem that president trump had is that dr fauci was literally lying to him and yes. hiding things from him that he yes. needed to know. Yes. And this is something that that I actually discovered the proof of um, in in back in 2021 when I, that was how uh, congressional investigators first came to know who I was because that was an area that I was investigating but once I I had gone through enough documents and, and seen it was obvious to me that Dr. Fauci didn't tell Trump or his administration anything except what th- this narrative that he wanted to portray. And because he was, he was in that position where he had so much authority, he was able to easily manipulate um, like all parts yes. of the pandemic. So, so developing the vaccines and the lockdown measures and all this stuff. And for a long time, uh, President Trump just went along with it. And then he slowly began to realize um, that, there, that, he was, that he had been lied to. Um, but yes. that's, that's part of why things got so bad here, is so, because it was hidden. So Charles, uh, because we now have like one to two minutes before we go to the break and then go to the next section, just within these two minutes, I have one question. I want to hear your answer. So we all know Dr. Fortune lied to President Trump at that time. And actually, I was in Hong Kong since I exposed all these uh, facts about COVID virus, the PLA, Chinese military's role inside, CCP lying, WHO lying. I managed to deliver this message to President Trump and to uh, trigger the lockdown. And I see how President Trump was treated in the day, uh, like weekly press at that time in the early outbreak. So I feel sad about that. But I just want to hear your quick question before our uh, outbreak. Do you think... Dr. Fauci also cheat President Biden, or do you think in the past two years of Biden administration, Dr. Fauci changed and provided real information on COVID nineteen? That is a that's a good question, and I ha- I've, I've thought about it. And um, well, so I think that what Dr. Fauci has done has, I think he's been more honest 
with the Biden administration. However, he, what he's really been mostly doing is trying to protect himself mm-hmm. and his legacy and, and, and his programs and things that he was doing. So most of it, he's probably nicer to President Biden and he, he probably wasn't, and he didn't withhold as much stuff, I guess, but at the same time, he's still lying about his role in the, the, the long-term development of these projects that led to the virus. So um, briefly, he's it's, still- it's better. He's not, he's not undermining President Biden like he was President Trump, but he's still being dishonest. Okay, thank you so much. I think this will help our audience to know more about the uh, pandemic and Dr. Fauci and the science behind it, the uh, silence of the speech and uh, also many other things. And let's have just a short break and we'll come back and continue our conversation with Charles. You already know Genesis plus HOCL is your best defense against viruses. But did you also know it's the most powerful weapon for eliminating airborne mold too? Customers are raving about the Genesis Fogger's ability to tackle mold problems and the bad smells that go with them. And we all know mold is a hazard to your health. There's no airborne invader that Genesis can't handle. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity, unlike other supplements that don't work. Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free, love it, or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com, where we're healing America one person at a time. AmericaOutloud.com. If you can't find it here, you can't find it anywhere. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought, working hard to earn your trust for seven incredible years and counting. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to the voice of Dr. Yen. 
And we've just had a very great conversation with Charles Rixey,、uh, who's from the Marine Corps, working on CBRNWMD, which means the web,、uh, the weapons of massive destructive on the chemical, biological, radiological, and the nuclear weapons. And he's an expert、uh, in this area, and also he has been deeply involved into the origins of COVID nineteen virus. And he has already got quite a lot of outcomes, especially based on the released documents, which pointed out that, and I mean, in America, when people are talking about the pandemic, Dr. Fauci, the NIH director, which is like the、uh, godfather of science in U.S., he is proven to be guilty. So we. One here from Charles because he's the first to prove it based on the documents that Fauci is guilty, and we want to hear what kind of evidence he can share with us to prove that Dr. Fauci is guilty. And Charles, can you tell our audience that what's the main evidence? I know you you have a lot of evidence, but. Would you need some main evidence to tell the audience why Dr. Fauci is guilty in the pandemic? Yes.、Yeah, so, it the way that I think it's it's best to explain is for people to understand that we we spend a lot of time talking about Dr. Fauci and gain of function research and and everything, but there's actually We don't have to know all the answers, so we don't have to know necessarily who made the virus to understand who made the pandemic. And what I mean is that that as we, be, as you know, it could be stopped. You, know, you mean right? Right. Exactly. We we know that、um, whoever made the virus, Dr. Fauci. Led a response to the virus that was the opposite of what should have done in、yes. almost every single way, and that's that's really been the main the main the main project that I've been working on is 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 for the last year is basically、um, compiling evidence to show that. Whoever made the virus, because we know that it will take a long time to to, to prove unequivocally, you know, whether it was China or the U.S. or com- combination or whatever. But there are crimes against humanity that occurred that have that are true regardless of who made the virus, and in particular,、um, the decisions that. That Dr. Fauci made over a very short span of time,、um, in in January and in early February of 2020, was those decisions have impacted everything about the pandemic, from whether we how we chose to lock down, the therapeutic drugs that we used, the drugs that we investigated or didn't investigate, the、um, Uh, the 
vaccine technologies that we chose and, and how we implemented them. And all of those things are connected to the fact that Dr. Fauci knew that there were dangerous pieces of things in the viral genome that could not be natural. And instead of warning the world about that, he intentionally, and we know this <laughs> because, I mean, we, we just have massive, massive evidence and it, it all happened right one after another, but he intentionally chose to hide how transmissible the virus was and um, the connections to other viruses, which impacted the types of drugs that could be used. And we, I don't know why he did these things, Me but too. I do know that he did them on purpose. And that's the evidence. In fact, myself, Andrew Huff, um, uh, Kevin McCairn, who's a neuroscientist that I've worked with, is an expert in, in neurodegenerative diseases. In prions. Kevin is also on the Twitter, right? Yeah. Um, I- yes, yes. Kevin is. He's an He's he's very very intelligent in the in in amyloid and prion disorders mm. of the brain. And well, also, so you should tell him. Maybe we should. I should insert some important intelligence to you and to our audience. You should let Kevin know that China's been very very interested into this kind of amyloid and prion disease. And really, they, yes, and they have already managed to obtain a lot of the samples, intellectual properties from your top universities, which I can't tell the name in public yet. But if Kevin and also other intelligence community are interested into this, uh, I could get some uh, uh, extra conversation with them, with you. I mean, yes, because China believes this would be an easy way to, I mean, damage one person's, the target's brain, and the neural system is always what they focus on. And wow. the, one of the reasons China chose SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19 virus is because when the People's Liberation Army, Wang Changjun, that team in Nanjing, discovered the bad coronavirus, they say 45 and they actually 21, as right. in my uh, reports, these people have done a very important research on this bad coronavirus, and they realized this bad coronavirus has a very good capacity potentially infect the mammal's brain. They use the the rat baby wow. to do the test and that's what they show in their article and that becomes a very important reason that they use this one to create SARS-CoV-2 because that could get more capacity as a weaponized virus that okay is, please continue <laughs> that, wow that is incredibly important um and it's I, i'm i'm very glad that you that you pointed that out because kevin is he, he was the first and he he, he worked with um, Luke Montagnier and oh yeah um, Walter Chestnut and Jean Claude Perez yeah to, to 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 really dig into that and, and oh cool Joe I, I, so, I contact yes, Jean too so, so yeah Ke- so Kevin was one of the first to um, 
to really warn about that. And another, the one of the other, because there's four of, well, there's five of us who are, um, we're, we're going to be submitting evidence for under oath for mm. um, potential um, legal the start of, 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 of a legal proceeding. And, and so Kevin is one of those who's, who's involved in that. I'm one of them. Mm. Um, Joanna Dinert, who is from Germany, she's a German mm. doctor and she was also um, has, has a lot of um, experience and understanding of biological weapons. And then Richard Fleming, which I don't know if. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Fleming yes. has cited my first report in his book. Yes, and and so Dr. Fleming, um, we we kind of met each other, but then we also got connected with him, and and so and and also Andrew Huff from EcoHealth Alliance, and so the the five of us are working right now on on putting stuff together, and so what you just said is, I think is very important, and and I will be talking because I, I do think that uh, Kevin should talk to you because he has seen this and he and I have um, argued that the, this propensity, uh, this, uh, this, this high probability of causing misfolded proteins uh, or just amyloid formation in general, it looked to him from the very beginning that it was weaponized, that it was done on purpose and that it was part of like it was yet another thing that could be, it's just one more impact on your health that makes this a long-term, very impactful, uh, very debilitating virus. And so he, he was like among the first. And I know that, he, so, so it's important that you can, can come sure. from China and be able to state very clearly uh, that this was something that they were working on. That that is very they important. were working on. Yes, but I, I I don't mean they work. Uh, I mean they can successfully uh put that function into SARS-CoV-2 because right, they are working on different interest. candidates. Yes, right. yes. Yeah, so it was an interest of theirs, more so. than COVID nineteen, we also need to know that China. I mean, based on my intelligence and even based on the publication from China, you can say if you understand the subtle meaning implied into their context, you will say that Chinese Communist government and the People's Liberation Army never stopped to develop more success, uh, uh, more successful or maybe uh, potential bioweapons in the past three years. And also we've been saying that uh, in the SARS-CoV-2, it has a potential impact on people's brain and not potential, like we know the, the exactly, brain, yeah. brain fog, right? And also that could be temporary, but we also know because our bodies are very, it's very uh, complicated. So if we have any underlying disease, which uh, uh, has some cross react with this infection and also if some drugs unfortunately can even enhance the impact so there are many possibilities for people to have potential damage in the neural system so that makes the bioweapon usually can be very uh capable in damaging uh people's uh own this kind of normal health status 
So that is right. something we need to definitely study uh, deep and also prevent more of this kind of damage. And as we have talked, say for Dr. Fauci, actually, not only us, many of science, the scientists, the researchers, they also know, and doctors, of course, they also know Fauci was uh, not innocent in this pandemic. And uh, from the beginning, we can say that even I, I was in Hong Kong at that time. I was so naive. I thought, well, U.S. government heard about this. Well, uh, like NIH, I mean, initially I thought WHO would respond to it and they make me very disappointed. And I thought now it when the American government knows that, when the your health system knows that, you definitely will alarm people. And you definitely know how to control it better than Chinese government did. However, still I was disappointed and I see Fauci lying on the stage in the press of the uh, White House. I saw the lockdowns and also the mask mandatory policy and later vaccine mandatory policy. These all make me shocked. So may I know that um, according to your knowledge, the scientists, researchers around you, including your military colleagues, since when, like uh, you would say, majority of them realized that Fauci's cheating them and also the origin of COVID was not from nature as they emphasized. I mean, since they have, since when they should, uh, majority of them have this kind of understanding? Uh, well, it, I would say that. <laughs> The, the military was always more open to the possibility of a of a bioweapon, but for me, it's hard to know for sure. I mean, today, three years later, like I would say, seventy five percent of Americans <laughs> are, are 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 completely aware that they they, they don't understand the science, but they understand that something wrong, something wrong happened. It was not supposed to be that way. And they understand that, that Fauci was not being honest with them. However, because the censorship was so, well, I actually feel bad saying this because I know that in China, it's censorship is Common. far and above anything that we have here. But for Americans, we did not expect and so we didn't like even i at first like i didn't know i i didn't know that we were that certain things were being censored i just assumed that um they, they were being honest like you assume and we were all they all of us were were shocked to discover that that they weren't telling us the truth and I think that that well that's done several things but one thing that it's done is it's caused the public around the world to lose trust in scientists and in doctors and, and mainstream that, media <laughs> well yeah well nobody trusted the media but okay <laughs> but the fact the fact that they would like when I talk to people now, and this includes me, like I've had conversations where, you know, I tell people if, if I get sick, 
I don't know that I want to go to the doctor sure. because I don't want to be admitted to the hospital because they, the hospital systems and everybody became so entrenched in doing whatever Fauci said that they really did. I mean, they allowed countless people to die simply by not using good medical judgment. Yes. And it's horrific. And all of that ties back to, <laughs> to Dr. Fauci because he basically set the tone for the, for the entire Western world. And it's, it's horrific. I mean, I wish I had a better way to explain it, but because he he censored these specific things, um, he, and he censored anything that was linked, but he wouldn't tell us about furin and furin is a problem because furin is what drives this immune suppression and this these higher cancer rates and these higher amyloid disease rates and and so all of these things tie back to him not wanting to be honest about what they were doing. In 2019, I remember like the avian uh, influenza, the high pathogenic avian influenza. Uh, H5N1, like one of the most famous gain of function experiment conducted in U.S. in the University of Wisconsin, kind of uh, restarted under certain restriction. So that is the beginning of the new gain of function experiment kind of allowed by the scientific field. And also what else happened? If you say from 2018 to 2020, there are more Chinese scientists, especially the one who have military background, they get into the American uh, the Academy of Science, Academy of Medicine, Academy of Microbiology, because I work with those kind of scientists, like my ex-boss, Madik Paris, who yep. Dr. Fauci respect, listen to his all coronavirus ideas and his such celebrity. He became the a foreign member of American Academy of Science. And soon after he brought China CDC director George Fu Gaoying and uh, Batwoman Shi Li came in after that. And also there are so many like Batman, Lin Fa Wang, uh, based in yeah. Australia, now in Singapore. These people all deeply get involved into the development of COVID-19 and even more potential novel bioweapons. But now they are in this kind of American scientific field, the network is already extended. And Dr. Fauci definitely have more kind of connection with them in those two years. And the things become, as, as I feel, wow, really, as how these scientists in China uh, plan to do. And definitely those people doing it, I mean, gave this kind of suggestion, made it happen, because those are the, uh, those are what the uh, Chinese Communist Party and especially the chairman Xi Jinping, what they want. So that's why these people made it happen. And later when we see the outbreak, it's kind of, although it's, um, I would say that outbreak is kind of out of control because they don't, I don't think they want in Wuhan get such big outbreak, but definitely when they release it out of the lab, they have their special purpose in the 
community. So when we say it happened, also a little bit uh, mistake happened, caused the Wuhan outbreak, but it quickly takes the advantage and spread it all over the world. And how could the whole scientific world under Fauci uh, become so quickly coordinated with that? So when we say combined the document you discovered in English and the documents I discovered in Chinese, I would say we now can have more pieces of the whole puzzle, right? Yeah, I mean, there's they. There's so much evidence <laughs> that it's it it's hard to imagine that they could have gotten away with it, except the, the only way I think they, they were able to is because Dr. Fauci was placed in the exact position where he could control that. He he controlled he controls who who gets into the academies. And so, and what that means is, is that even now, as the pandemic has been going on, anybody that wanted to investigate the origin was not going to receive funding for it. And sure. so you wouldn't get funding. And then they, they control the academies. So at the end of your career, you're not going to be rewarded with, I, I know one of the scientists. All these things, yes. All these things that they've done, um, they, they pick and choose based upon what they want or don't want to be published. And so it, if you, anybody that stands up and says, no, look at this because something is wrong, they, they do so knowing that until this structure is is taken away they're not going to get funding they're not going to get promoted they're not going to be they're not going to have the impact that they would otherwise have because they control all aspects of it and and yes and, and the evidence is all there but we just we never knew <laughs> that this was happening like this and Basically, like disappeared in the academic field. I mean, Fauci has this kind of power to disappear you, especially when he has so much allies, campaigns, and especially China government would that's provide good, support. That's a great word for it because I know that's like a Chinese like thing uh, that you know somebody disappearing for a while yes. or, perma or permanently. But it's very, it's almost like it's almost like Fauci learned from yes from from. The Chinese way of doing things because that's very much how they how they've been able to structure it. We can see that. I mean, uh, we our time run out now. I mean, but I still very yes. enjoy the conversation with you. First, I want to say definitely, I want we can continue conversation in Absolutely. the future episodes, and you can come to update your uh, understanding and your outcomes. And also, I want to say, Fauci definitely at that time feel that. What Chinese government can do is so attra attractive. That means give you almost absolute power immediately overnight. You just from the scientist, the doctor, become a king of the world, and it's a king of America. 
And the king of the scientific world, this kind of power can make people like the the drug, uh, the drug addiction, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So he can't give it up. And also, uh, I'm not sure whether Americans know that actually Chinese government using Fauci in a traditional Soviet Union style initially elite capture capture you as an elite and use you and right. then throw you under the bus as a youthful idiot. Maybe you still say in English media that those people uh, help China still said, oh, you should listen to Fauci and uh, Fauci is innocent. But let me tell you an interesting thing that even back to 2020, when U.S. tried to uh, talk about the in uh, origin investigation, and when you American people little by little start to question the policies in America anti-COVID, China government start to say, hmm, Fauci is a bad guy and America <laughs> making the bioweapon. So Fauci and American government are guilty. They should be responsible for the deaths in China. <laughs> Fauci, I, I really don't know whether someone have translated these things to him because once we touch the origin of COVID, if Fauci still think he insists on nature origin, praising China government, and he would continue to get support, he is wrong. China will even create more evidence or release more evidence <laughs> to throw him to the jail. <laughs> well, I, 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 I think we're on the same page that, that, <laughs> that there's a lot of there's a lot of bad things have happened, and there's bad people in China, there's bad people in the US. Yes. And and we need, we, to need, we need to expose them, yeah. Fight, uh, fight together. We need to send them to the trial. And thank you so much, Charles. And this is a really uh, interesting conversation with you. And uh, I hope our audience would feel it's very informative, like what I feel. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to the voice of Dr. Yen on America Out Loud Radio Network. Uh, my program, uh, broadcast will be weekly uh, played on Saturday and Sunday 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you miss certain part or you want listen again, you will go. You could go to a lot of free apps or America Out Loud website to find the voice of Dr. Yin. Thank you and thank you, Charles. Thank you.